You're listening to Verified, a podcast that centers conversations around equity and inclusion. I'm Vanessa, and today we have a very special guest, Saidet. Um, do you mind just introducing yourself and telling me about what it is that you do and why you're here with us today? Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for having me. My name is Saidet. I am a happiness infuser. I love helping people feel good because I believe that the world needs a little more sunshine in our lives. And when we feel good, we can help others feel good. So you're a child's entertainer. Yes. And I've actually, so I was fangirling a little bit before. um, And I've told you multiple times that I've actually witnessed you at my public school. So I used to go to CC Crothers. I used to come in and seeing that uh, representation used to just motivate me as a student. And when you're saying you're a fun, enthusiastic, and you're empowering and encouraging, I can speak to that truth of being a student and seeing and witnessing that. Thank you. You're welcome. It's so nice to see you all grown up. (laughs) That's great. First of all, I just want to emphasize this because you look the exact same. Like, it's crazy. Oh, thank you. Um, But I do want to talk about the music. Um, So you label yourself as a children's entertainer in which Mm -hmm. you use music to inform students and children about serious issues, which is an interesting take on doing that. So I just want to know, how has music influenced your life? Well, I feel that music can um, help you share your story. It can build confidence. It gives you a... A type it gives you a understanding of how you're feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. For example, I've been using music to educate students on how to stand up for yourself, how to speak your mind. And so we I gave an example of James Brown. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. This is not a song that's right in your face going, stop being racist and that you don't you see me. Mm-hmm. This is a song like, uh, <laughs> like jazzy. Yeah. Self. So you just get to kind of move with it. And as a black person, I'm going, yeah, I am mm-hmm. proud of who I am. I love the skin I live in. And then I can also motivate others to say, you know what? Can you, do you see me? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to get in your face and tell you. And so, I mean, of course we all need that sometimes yeah. like, Hey, you need to see me. But if I can move with you with a song and then you can understand where I'm coming from, then we can work together. And I think children are able to identify with that because they love music. I love that. So you're not like overly pushing someone to be like maybe who isn't black to be like, you know what, this is just a song for us. Like you're doing all these things. It's like, no, let's embrace our bodies together and our lifestyles together. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. I love James Brown too. Yes. Um, so you do use hip hop, which is very interesting because yeah. hip hop comes with some negative stereotypes. So I just want to know yeah. why hip hop? Is it a marketing sh- strategy or is there a deeper meaning behind using hip hop to inspire children? That's a heavy question. <laughs> well, for me, I I try to stay away from the conversations that have to do with, well, why is, is uh, hip hop degrading women mm-hmm. and it's all about money and drugs and things like that? Because that's not my area and I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like a beat and moves it gets your attention. So when I take a, a hip hop artist like Little Nas, 
And you go, okay, you hear him on the radio, mm-hmm. but you don't understand that story. And I can tell you the story about a young hip hop artist who bought a $30 beat online, thought it was different, added his, added his trap and hip hop to a country sound mm-hmm. and how it changed the idea of of country music of can a hip-hop artist cross over yeah and so they see this oh this is a hip-hop artist but i can kind of identify with this song and then they're able to to be able to relate to other people yeah so when i talk about hip-hop or i use hip-hop yeah it's kind of like a fashion for my audience but it's also a story because it's not mm. just hip-hop music there's you're you're sharing a story when you when you're rapping when break dancing this was a self-expression people aren't going to studios to learn different styles of of dance they were be able they were able to express themselves on the streets mm-hmm. graffiti it's art it's actually being able to say this is who i am i want you to see me and this is how i'm going to express myself so when you think of hip-hop being creative being expressive, being yourself, being authentic, Mm -hmm. then you're able to say, what is your gift? What is your style? And you can take hip hop, you can take country, you can take any style that you like and how are you going to be yourself? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I use music or hip hop um, in my shows. So I love that. I also like just being seen. You you just said that. And I think that is so important for students to understand that it's not about what art form you're using. Just allow yourself to be seen and giving yourself that validation. Do yeah. you see yourself in the music that you're creating and producing? I Well, my music is all about affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a song for little kids that says, I am super. And you can be super kind, super loving, but you have to understand that you are a gift to the world. So I start off uh, my JK to three show um, asking students, would you like a gift today? And of course, they're thinking of something tangible. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we want a gift. Are you sure you want a gift? Yeah. Well, guess what? You already have it. They're getting Aww, a little upset. Yeah. What? I thought she said we have a gift. No, you've actually had this gift for a long time and no one has this gift quite like the one you have. And then they're just listening mm-hmm. to me. And then I look, I get right on their level and I say, you are the gift to the world. Oh, that's really And sweet. if you look around this room, there are many gifts and we come in different colors, different ways of living, different ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And all these beautiful gifts make our world a great place. And now we're looking at each other thinking, okay, I'm a gift. You're a gift. We're a gift. Can we sing this together? And then it brings students together. Now I got this hip hop beat with the same message. Mm. I'm not just talking to you. Now let's say it. I am super. (laughs) And you can have like two, 500 kids shouting. I'm super. You're super. We're all super. We're gifts. Do you do affirmations in the morning? Yes, I do. (laughs) To start your day? Yep. What are the types of things you say to yourself? Well, I like to put my shoulders, I always say shoulders back, chin up. Mm. And then I say, I got this. I'm smart. I'm good looking. I'm going to own the day. Do you do that as a way to be like, okay, I'm teaching children to affirm themselves. So I have to do the same things too. Well, you know, even as a 47-year-old, I have to... Just affirm myself that. every day. So there are times like after 15 years mm-hmm. of doing this type of presentation, I'm still nervous yeah. the day of the show. Um, a teacher's um, look can 
kind of throw me off track Mm -hmm. or if I feel like I'm not respected. And there was many years in in my presentations where I'd get so frustrated. Like, why are the teachers not understanding that I have an important message? Mm -hmm. They just think I'm some hip hop girl because you hear that in in the in the hallways. Oh, so we got this hip hop girl here today. Why don't they see me? Why don't they mm-hmm. see me? Don't they understand what I'm bringing to the table? This is psychology. Yeah. I have studied. I make the show where I know where where the students are, where where they're at in that level of understanding mm-hmm. what I'm bringing to them. And why don't they see it? Well, I finally had to look at myself and ask myself that same question. Do you see yourself? Do you value yourself? Mm. Because it doesn't matter what they think. If you know the value that you bring to the table— then you're going to be able to express that and they'll see it in time. Mm-hmm. Once I let that go, it doesn't matter what the teacher thinks. Actually, I'm giving them a break. For one hour, they yeah. get to sit there and enjoy watching their their students learn a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. And they can enjoy it instead of like, you know, you, you sit down, stop talking. And now you know, yeah. they don't have to do that. They're just watching me. So I value them now. Not just see me. Yeah. I see you. I'm going to give you a break today. And by the end, I have teachers coming back to me. Oh, my goodness. In my 20 years of teaching, this is the most incredible mm-hmm. assembly. And now it's not because of them. It's because I had to affirm myself. So. Were, were there times throughout that journey of like seeing teachers kind of be discouraging towards you that made you want to like just stop? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there there always there's always going to be someone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just that as human beings, we feel that what we do is the most important. Exactly, yeah. Maybe that teacher's not even thinking about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in an hour I'm going to be gone. They're back with their students. Maybe they're not thinking about the show and I, that has to be okay with me. Mm-hmm. And when it's okay with me, then I can do my job and enhance what they're doing as well. So for me, it comes back to how do I see myself? And when I have, when I see the value, when I see um, what I'm doing to make a difference in the mm-hmm. world, in time, people will see it too. I love that. Yeah. You have a quote that I wrote down and I really like, and it's called shine in your difference. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> so what does this mean to you? Well, I, as a as a children's artist, I had to find out exactly what I am mm-hmm. in this industry. When I first began, the school boards were just calling me the hip hop artist, and then I became the anti bullying speaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not what I do. I actually <laughs> teach them. They they have their daily physical activity. Mm-hmm. Within that hour, they're 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 being taught social and emotional intelligence, and they're also you know being able to celebrate diversity. Mm-hmm. So I just had to really decide what is it that I'm bringing, and who, who am I, and what can I do. And so once I did that, I was able to say, okay, I'm a children's entertainer who happens to sing dance and be very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And I use those those avenues to be able to say that one person can make a difference. Together we can change the world. I love that. Yeah. So when other people are giving you labels, it's important that you know who you are so you can yeah. actually relabel yourself. True. That's <laughs> very empowering. Um, so what are some steps or advice for finding yourself? Because we live in a world mm. that we're constantly changing and growing and sometimes it's 
it's hard to know who you are when you're constantly evolving. So yes. what advice would you give for just being authentically yourself and to know when to just stay true to who you are and what you're doing? Well, I don't think any of us really know what our journey looks like. We have ideas of what we think we're going to do in life. Mm -hmm. So not limiting yourself to just, well, I'm only good at this. That's all I can do. Mm -hmm. Try try something new. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Because as you're trying new things, as you're venturing out, you're going to find out, oh, maybe this is something I can add to the, um, my idea of what I want to do in life, mm -hmm. or I never want to do that again. And as, you're, as you try new things, as you um, are able to build on what you know, yeah. you're going to find your journey and your path. I love that. So yeah. you are, in my opinion, I don't know if you want to correct me, but you're a confidence builder. Um, yes. <laughs> so with that, um, confidence is so important. And you talk about having conversations and that if you had tools when you were younger, it would have been an easier journey for you. And you would have mm -hmm. been able to conquer some of the challenges earlier on in your life. Yes, I feel like for a lot of people, having those conversations are hard. So what? how do you get people to talk who might be shy or who aren't ready to have those conversations because of mental health or because they're being bullied? Well, it takes time. I, I love writing because when we're writing, mm -hmm. we're only focused on what we're writing on paper. And so if you start talking like, hey, I, I don't feel good about myself because, and you start writing this down, you're going to be able to see where, where the, the areas you need to improve or areas you need to seek help. Mm -hmm. that, that really helps. Um, finding someone you really trust to talk to and just being able to say, I just need to talk to you for a second and I need you to listen. Mm -hmm. I'm a parent of two children. I have one who has the ability to speak, but won't tell me anything mm. until there's a crisis. And then I have a son who has autism and nonverbal, mm. who can't speak to me. And I have to find ways to be able to understand how he's feeling. And so with these two dynamics, mm -hmm. I've learned to listen to the one that won't really talk to me and find out why she won't talk to me. Come to find out is because mom's always trying to fix things. So I'm having a bad day. Oh, well, then what can I do to fix it? Maybe just need to listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My son, I'm trying to talk for him instead of actually like watching the body language. Mm -hmm. Just taking a moment just to observe his movements and be able to say, oh, this is what you need today. And I think a lot of people don't want to talk about how they're feeling because of judgment, mm -hmm. because people are just trying to fix it right away without really listening. And so if you can find someone that will just listen to you or even tell them, I just need to talk. Mm -hmm. And that's where psychologists, um, social workers come in because they're trained and, and they have, they know, they understand that you need to be able to talk and express yourself in any way you need to in order to find the solution. How did you stop becoming a fixer and became a listener? Because I feel yes. like a lot of people struggle with that. They'll, they'll go to you when they need something fixed, but then they're like, oh, I don't need you to fix my problem. I need you to listen to me. But people yeah. won't say that. So how did you identify that? 
well, trial and error okay. <laughs> with my own daughter. Just like, you never talk to me. Why don't mm-hmm. you Why don't you feel like you can come to me to talk about your problems? Mm-hmm. Because I just want to be able to say what I want to say and you not try to fix it for me. Well, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> trying to be your parent. Oh, okay. And then I just noticed, I noticed the pattern. Mm-hmm. She'd say something and then I'd have an answer right away. So one day I just, okay, let's just try this. She gets in the car, mom, and she's like yelling and like everything to me is inappropriate right now. I don't <laughs> like the way she's talking, but I'm just, just listening, just listening. I'm like, oh, sorry to hear that. Mm. Oh, really? Wow. Hmm. Th- that was the conversation. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Really? Oh, okay. Two hours later, she's still talking. My daughter's talking to me. <laughs> okay. At the end, she goes, oh, my goodness. I feel so much better. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Do you feel like oh. your relationship is more open and she comes to you more now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I believe that it's just step by step. Yeah. Now she understands that I'm going to listen. There will be times where I say, I'm listening to you, but I also would like to be able to give you some advice. Mm-hmm. So then I give her, like, you know, I ask that type of permission. Like, yeah. Are you okay if I say something about this? Because I really think that listening is great, but I also want to help you. How can I help you? There's a question. Instead of going, this is how I'm going to help you. How can I help you with this situation? That's good. You're setting boundaries with your own daughter. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Um, Okay. So this is a conversation um, that's kind of a little more deeper, but I've Mm -hmm. experienced firsthand this experience so I can... speak on my journey um, with spirituality and what I've gone through with that. I've spoken to a student on campus recently who's struggling with this too. And in your journey, you talk about how your heart and your mind sometimes conflicted with um, like quote unquote religion. And Mm -hmm. now you're, you found the meaning, your own meaning and your own relationship with God, which I think is so beautiful. That is inclusive and accepting and loving of all people. And that statement within its own is just, very powerful. So I just want to know how you came to find that relationship with God. Oh, wow. Um, I grew up um, just believing whatever whatever I read in the Bible is truth. Mm-hmm. And the way my pastor taught it to me, that's the way I believe it. The way my mom spoke this to me, this is what I believe. Without questioning anything. Mm-hmm. And I think um, over the years and finally questioning even my own sexuality, I had to come to the understanding of it's okay to ask questions. God's not going to be mad at me mm-hmm. for asking questions. If I believe I'm created in an image and I'm a spiritual being, Mm-hmm. and I'm an intelligent being, I'm allowed to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the fear with people who are trying to find their spiritual walk and journey in life. Like, am I supposed to ask questions? Am I supposed to question what I've been taught? Yeah. Yes, you are. This is how we learn and grow and develop mm-hmm. and become better people, asking questions, finding out how I can make this better. How can I improve my life and the way I relate to other people? I remember having um, my show that's I've been doing for 15 years, and I've had the same energy, same, you know, like, everybody is beautiful, mm-hmm. and I want you to be yourself. And I had a student come up to me, and he says, 
Sidat, I'm so thankful that you're here today. And I just want to tell you, I'm coming out to my parents this Aww. weekend. But I was wrapped in religion at that time. Yeah. And I thought, oh my goodness, what did I say to make this <laughs> child think they can run home yeah. and talk to their parent about coming out? And I was, as the religion that I was in, mm-hmm. I was so wrapped up in it. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what did I do? Yeah. Over the years, I realized, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that I was able to finally start asking questions because I was basically hypocritical, telling people this is the way you can be, be your authentic self, but this isn't the way Mm -hmm. because my religion said this. So I had to really question my own self. And then when I started realizing, hey, I haven't asked questions for myself. Mm -hmm. Who am I? Who do I love? And what, 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 what is my purpose on earth? Then all of a sudden, I'm being able to see people for who they are, I love that. and it's it's beautiful to me mm-hmm. to be able to um, genuinely say I love everyone. I believe everyone should be who they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. and you can find your own spiritual journey. And it may not be like mine, but I need to respect you as well. Exactly. So. Yeah, and it is true. Like it was interesting. I went through a very similar experience where. Um, what my pastor said, yes. What my mom said, yes. Um, and I love my mom and a shout out to my my childhood pastor. But questioning, I was always that curious kid. And when I came into my own life and own understanding, being in Toronto, away from everything, uh, life hits you differently. And when life hits you, I think asking questions like, why do I believe what I believe? And it is very scary. But there are certain things in me that I was like, I love this about myself. But religion says I shouldn't love this about myself and for me that relationship with God now I'm so spiritual I'll tell everyone and I believe in energy and um, I'm very I'm such an intuition like person so like sometimes people get tripped out by but I'm like just leave it (laughs) Um, but students need to know that it's okay to feel and unlearn and relearn and I feel like those conversations are not talked about. So I've so, when I saw that you were open about that, I was like, I would love to have that conversation with you. So thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, So I do want to hop into what you're doing now with the Side At Show. Awesome. Um, So this is a platform that you use to reach an even larger audience. Um, And it's the first youth show ever, which I didn't know, which that's amazing. That's focused on empowering the new generation through educational and engaging content. So how has this show show allowed you to make a positive impact for youth? So are you talking about my TV show, my school show, or my stage show? So let's go into that because you're busy. Let's tap on all of them and how they reach different people and different, like with the different platforms. Awesome. Okay. So um, in 2004, I had an idea to um, talk to students about being um, inclusive in celebrating diversity mm-hmm. within the classroom setting. But when I presented my idea to the school board, they looked at me and said, this isn't a classroom discussion. <laughs> this is an assembly. Yeah, I was afraid to hold assemblies for hundreds of students. But I started in London, Ontario at Sir John A. McDonald. Mm-hmm. I was literally hyperventilating <laughs> behind the curtain. And so I... I came out, I sang, I talked to them about, you know, finding their gifts and the rest is history. So, sorry, let me interrupt you just for that part. 
for the school board, how did you get there? So like any student in university right now that wants yep. to branch out and be a child um, entertainer, how do you get to that step? Like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> when they say it's not what you know, it's who you know, mm-hmm. sometimes that is true. Okay. But it's about just being involved in the community. Um, I started with the early learning centers. Okay. And then I made connections and networked with other um, people in the school, within the school board. Um, Leroy Hibbard was oh, key in getting me into Tim's Valley District School Board. Okay. And then after that, it was just, you know, presenting yourself in a way where, hey, I really want this program to be in your school board. Are you willing to have my presentation? Mm -hmm. Um, We'll do it um, pro bono or whatever, and then we'll see what happens, right? And so that's that's what happened. That's amazing. Within that, like you bring up Leroy, who is another um, person that I witnessed growing up too. And I didn't know that there was a connection there. So it's like a little black excellence helping each other get ahead. (laughs) Um, So just back to that. I just, for the people who are interested in that, I think that's an important notion. But so you went to the school board and it became an assembly opposed to classrooms. Yes. Um, So I I began traveling throughout um, London and the surrounding areas, Tim's Valley District School Board. And then after a while, I realized that I wanted to reach more school boards Mm -hmm. and we just traveled and we still travel all the time we're on a, we're on a regular basis in the GTA mm-hmm. um, we travel to the east coast in the fall and the spring and we're able to see about 2000 students a week wow and when you say we who's we oh so my beautiful partner Amazing. christina yeah Oh, but she doesn't like her her real name in the oh, okay, school okay. system, so it's KZ. <laughs> so KZ's my DJ, amazing, and so we we are this dynamic duo, and she has like the sarcastic personality <laughs> for the kids love, and then I'm the one, like everybody get along, and, and so with that we make a, a great group called the Sidet Show. Nice, and you yeah. also have dancers. Sometimes I have dancers um, with my community events. And I have a stage show that's um, happening March 21st. Amazing. So we're launching this family-friendly concert similar to Sesame Street Live or The Wiggles, but it's affordable. And it has like a mixture of um, hip-hop and and contemporary music oh, wow. that um, kids and parents can get into. Having special guests, local artists help me out. And it's just a celebration of of a city, of a community working together. So this is March 24th? 21st. 21st. In London? Yeah. Okay. Um, Is there a time? Just plug that in real quick. Yes, there are two shows, um, 11 a.m. and 1.30. Okay, amazing. Um, So we talked about your auditorium show, um, your stage show, which I think is so cool. Everyone, you should check it out, even if you are not a parent or a child. Um, I think there's valuable message that anybody could take from it. Um, But let's talk about your TV show. You want to go into that, what you're doing, and why you decided to go on Rogers now. Um, The Rogers TV show was something that I felt that needed to be um, in place in London, Ontario, because children's entertainment needs representation. Mm -hmm. There are about eight to ten professional children's entertainers that are known Mm -hmm. to most Canadians, 
and 80% of them are male. And there's not a lot of representation as a leader in children's music. Yeah. And so this is something I really wanted to happen. So I had these videos that I had created for school presentations, and we decided to put them together and and talk to and approach Rogers um, and say, hey, would you like to have the first children's TV show in London? Mm -hmm. And they thought it was a great idea. So I gathered the community together again and we had kids in it. I did interviews around London with various groups and we celebrated diversity in the city of London. And so this, this is something that's actually still played and on Rogers. Yeah. I, I only did one season and then with the turnover and layoffs and things like that with Rogers, things mm -hmm. kind of got, out of whack with that but um they still play my show and it's it's pretty amazing and you've had like very good feedback yeah on that. yeah that's amazing um is there anything now that you're working on that you would like to shout out well besides the stage production mm -hmm. um i have music on spotify now for children nice yeah i have a few music videos on youtube that kids can jam along with and I'm working on having DPA, um, daily physical activity videos for teachers. Okay. Because they, they are required to get their students moving 20 minutes a day. Hmm. And so after a while, you know, it gets monotonous and yeah. they're looking for creative ideas to get your, their students to move. And so I'm creating these videos. That is a genius yeah. idea. I've got an entrepreneur spirit over here. Yes. <laughs> um, so our podcast is called Verified. Yes. So every time we invite a guest on, we kind of walk them through the creation of why we're calling it that. So we live in a society that is very social media based and a lot of times we're seeking likes and that's how we mm -hmm. validate ourselves because um, sometimes we lack the conf confidence and we don't have people like you in our lives to kind of guide us through that. Um, so we're asking people to recreate what verified means. So mm -hmm. if you could create the meaning of verified, what yes. would you create the word to mean? Verified means I know who I am. I know my purpose and I know where I want to go. Mm. And I know that life is a journey and I will not always have it all together, but I am confidently me. And that's a decision I make daily. I like that. I love that answer. Um, so we do have a little gift here for you. Um, it is... Yay! Just a little t-shirt and we'll get Thank one you. for Christina too. <laughs> um, and Aww, it's a tote bag. So, so when you wear it, just think of us. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, can you just plug in all of your ads so that people can find you? What's your Spotify? Yes. Um, so my name is Sidet. Um, the spelling is the word said and the word at together. Um, you can find me on, you know, the old people's uh, <laughs> Facebook. That's me. That's where I'm always at. But there's also Twitter. So Sidet to the number two motivate. Mm. Um, I am on Instagram, the Sidet show. I'm even on TikTok. Had to learn the original um, version of. Uh, Renegade. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you good at TikTok? I'm pretty good at TikTok. <laughs> so, and that's the side at show. Okay. Yeah. That's sick. Um, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you everyone for listening and just make sure that you check out the side at show. Say that show. And thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you. <laughs>